Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the week and scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Council, coming at you live on another beautiful Sydney Portier afternoon, Sunday 16th of August. We are almost done with round 14, with another six rounds to go. We're on basically on the road to the finals now, and every game counts, and none more so than the Knights Eagles this afternoon. Tigers Bulldogs just jostling for bottom eight positions, one would think, unless the Tigers go on a almighty giant killing rum as always coming to us live from melbourne victoria one test under reno and one time two time maybe three time controversially axed hong kong ex-hong kong rugby league board member jack coming to us from lockdown victoria how's it going mate yeah not too bad bit of a chillier day here today and had a nice one yesterday had my first lockdown blowout on friday night Mm -hmm. um just, yeah, so I think it, it didn't really realise it was getting to me, but it, I think it did on Friday night. So, what happened? Um, oh, I just went for a run, mm. and I was going down to Ruffy Lake Park, and I got onto the park, and I, I saw this family, just a, 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 a husband and a wife and a kid sort of walking, and the husband had a massive um, stereo thing going, like really loud. I could hear it from 300 metres away. Mm-hmm. I ran past him. I thought, mm, pretty antisocial. And then I did my loop and then was coming back down to my house down by the creek. And I saw him again. I said, oh, and I ran past him. I go, hey, mate, that's pretty antisocial. Turn it down. And then he got like smart. He said smart ass. Something like public or something real smart ass to me. And then I stopped and sort of turned around and tried to start lecturing him. And oh, just, Was he with his family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I just, and then I was like, fuck. What am I doing? Just walked off and just have a nice weekend. But was, just was the wife going like, "No, Daryl, get sit down. Don't, Daryl, don't do it." <laughs> she was filming with a mobile phone. Was she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I was just like, "Oh, for, so I just said, look, get with the weekend, ran off." But I mean, then I got home. I, I just, I, if he was listening, sorry, sorry, Daryl. Um, or what? Um, it was I was obviously uh, just a bit pent up after the weekend. I think he probably was too. You know. He probably wouldn't have reacted and sort of had to do a smart ass remark. So the, the the evolution of music in public with with your wireless um three G sorry, um Bluetooth enabled speakers. Like as much as I love Bluetooth speakers and, you know, no bender or piss up that you're going overseas is complete without taking mobile speakers, people just I see where I work, there's blokes that just walk down the street with a with a blue with a little Yui boom blue booming and sit down and have their lunch in a really nice park just deros you get a lot of deros and crow's nest turning up music and you just want to sit down and fucking listen to your a podcast or or nothing and Hold just on. are they coming are they solo yeah like we we do have oh, a few deros around the area um but hang on hang on, hang on. Like... and the beach people have them booming on the beach or in the park it's like yeah this is where, look, I've had a bit of soul searching over the weekend about this. I don't think there is a excuse to do it if you're by yourself. I mean, there's technology these days where you can have <laughs> Put your headphones on, of course. Of course. But, I mean, when it gets to a group, then it's a public area. You can probably justify ethically and morally that you can have it going. But, yeah, but yeah we're I, in a I, beach. I, and when you're in a packed beach and there's like three backpackers huddled around drinking a few magnas and having a good time, but like they're not even really hearing the music. It's just noise and it just fucks off the two or three people next to you. So there's definite etiquette. And yeah, I agree. If, you, if you're solo and you've got one loud, you've got rocks in your fucking head. What kind of music was he Daryl listening to? 
Are you there? Yeah, sorry, I muted myself while I was having a uh, big chug of beer. Um, Don't you? There's no need to mute that. If if people want to see, people want to hear the sound effects. So moral high ground base. So I'm I'm going to say I was on the wrong because Daryl or whatever his his name was, he had a family, right? So they were probably entitled to listen to it together. So um, what was he listening to? Oh, I was quite just some classical music. I tell you what, though, if he was pumping, say, Animal Collective, then you would just you would actually go, "G'day, mate, how's it going?" Wouldn't you? Um, don't know. Anyway, you'd have a lot of respect for him. Uh, the music taste says a lot. Like, if it's shit music, you can have a go at someone. But if it's Mate, you're the one guy, you can't, because we all know music is, you can't, I, I, I used to, when I was young, have go at people's music tastes, I don't anymore. because no, you can't help it. As I've got older, I've realised my music tastes change, and you, you, there's no scientific basis on what music is better than others. Of course So not. I reckon that's some of the most menial, like, narrow-mindedness, having go at people's music tastes. No, but I think if they were pumping something that you were very fond of... You weren't ripping into them. You probably would have gone over and have a quick, quick word to Daryl. Or if, what if Daryl was wearing a cowboy's hat and listening to Animal Collective? <laughs> well, yeah, and then that's where the soul searching comes in. Yeah, because you, now I'm saying you were looking put, for a fight. <clears throat> well, I wasn't. I think just mentally, I wanted a confrontation. Exactly. No, I like because I'm not really having them with my wife at the moment. I'm not having the things going argument. well. Our relationship's going really good at the moment. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I just needed someone to have an argument with. I don't know. No, I, I fulfil you. Lockdown. Well, I don't really because I've, I've kind of felt like I've gone through my lockdown and and you guys are sort of balls deep right now at them. Anyway, <clears throat> enough about that. We've had a very interesting week of footy this week, and. When you get to the middle of Sunday, if you try and cast your mind back to Thursday, it seems like an age ago. And that's that's great that we've got footy, what, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days a week. But yeah. Roosters Storm, I don't think you can read into too much because there's quite a few injuries on both sides. Um, I'm reading into it. I mean, I'm but I'm reading, reading into it a little I'm reading bit. reading into the franchise of the Storm, yeah. how good they are, like mm. being able to... The way they are, I've said it before, so they're like a great business in that they just have the succession planning. The, they know what positions to have the good players and just have the positions where they just have players that get the job done, you know? Do you know they've only lost two games and their points against? They're the defence, um, obviously leading the comp on 168 against Eels only actually slightly, only eight points worse, 176. But they've lost two games, and they actually, it really just became apparent to me on watching them on Thursday that when when they're getting their full team on the paddock, and I think you're probably going to look at three or four different players, Bellamy always throws in someone relatively late. So I reckon there's someone going to come in probably in the centres, in the stretch run, I would say don't be surprised if it's Ricky Latelli. Um, this team that can bring off Nelson Osofa Salamona, Tino, how do I say Tino's last name? Tino Farmasuali. And that's just to be the same as Poasa Farmasuali, who, you know, the, the lone player for the Warriors that's now back at. Have they got the same last name? I'm sure they do. I might actually check that out. You do that. I don't think they do. I think they do. Um, and Brandon Smith off the bench. That that is the most dynamic bench since the two thousand and three Penrith Panthers. Two thousand three Penrith Panthers where you had the hair bears. No, they were starting. You had Swain, Rodney, Ben Ross and Waterhouse. Just a big four young dynamic different sort of you know um different bit about them props but they came on and they turned the game every, every week and i just think that if the storm can get that look at you and what they did they bring on tino about they he breaks into the game five minutes later they bring on nelson 
and depending on you know where the block of cheese is playing if he's coming off the bench or if he's starting in the 13 jersey or whatever he's starting at prop then they're going to bring him in there and I don't think I've ever seen anything like that kind of impact that comes off of the bench so the storm firmed for me as probably the second premiership favorite um I'm still going to call the Roosters the premiership favorites despite what happened because when the Roosters get their team oh. on the park it's going to be very very hard well, so you would put Storm ahead of the Panthers in terms of premiership favourites. So I guess we're yep. moving on to one of our things. Are Roosters pretenders? And you're saying no. No, they're the favourites. And I'm saying, oh, I totally agree. They're not. They are. Yeah. Let's be real. Trent Robinson has been resting players. He did it last year. He knows what it takes. He's won a back-to-back. Correct. He's the yep. first time since the Broncos last year. And he did it by resting players in the middle rounds. So Boyd Cordner with us, you know, no doubt he's got a concussion. He's getting sat for, sat for multiple weeks. B-Moz, little niggle here and here, he's getting sat for a couple of weeks to freshen up. You think if they had a test or origin, they'd be missing that? Absolutely not. I dare say the same is probably with Daniel Tupo, probably less likely because he's a winger. The wear and tear and the grind isn't as, isn't as hard. But they're really only going to have, when it all said and done, no Radley and no Sam Verrills. Crichton's going to come back soon. And you're going to get other, you know, auxiliary pieces like Sonny Bill Williams coming into the fold. Um, the makeup of the bench is going to be interesting because Topo Nunier and um, Butcher. But they're going to have a, a an amazing team. And that team, when we've seen it on the field during the season, they were probably the best team that we've seen in 10 years. So for me, no doubt about it, they're having a little bump in the road. The tricky thing is for them is they might have to win it outside the four because this next two to three weeks of no Kerry, and I had it on good authority that Kerry was in hospital with internal bleeding. So he's going to be wow. three, four, five weeks. Um, And Flanagan, whatever Robbo was doing, he was doing it to motivate Flanagan. Maybe he thought he got a little, a little stale, but they're the premiership favorites. Do, do you disagree? Uh, I disagree in that I have Panthers ahead of both of them, Oof. but then then they those two sit right and below the Panthers, not far off. So it's still anyone's comp. Um, yeah, but I mean the uh, the question was posed by one of our listeners, James um, Henville. Yeah, there's no the, the Roosters are not pretenders. They are going to be there or thereabouts. This isn't uh, Trent Robinson's or the Roosters club's first rodeo. They are going to be. They're going to be there or thereabouts. And look, if they finish outside the four, they're probably, yeah, it's interesting. And that you want to make that four. It is important. Nah, this year I think's different. Yeah, maybe you're right. Home semis yeah. doesn't mean shit. Does not, like, they are close to neutral. You know, they've not got full crowds. So what's the story with the crowds at the moment? How many are you actually allowed? I, I've given up. Because I at Central Coast know. the other day, there was a few thousand on the yeah. hill. Sunny, then, sunny, sunny coast. Oh, you mean Sunshine Coast? No, Sunshine Coast is quite packed every week for the Storm games. Oh, it's a storm. It's a Sunshine Coast. Yeah, it's Sunny Coast. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was so, a Central Coast. Good call. I mean, the mess. Like, if if there's a um a if you want to do like a business planning and you want to see if there's actually a market for a uh, a first grade footy side, I mean the the Storm aren't even a Sunny Coast side. They sort of are, but they're filling up that ground every week in, week out. It only holds about 10,000, but it's still not bad, um, uh, but, you know, when you're trying your market out. The thing is, look at look at this, though, right? Okay, the top six teams, okay? This is their away records. Panthers, 6-1. and one, Storm, 6-1. and one, Eels, 5-2. and two, Roosters, 5-2. and two, Raiders, 5-2. and two, Sharks, 5-2. and two. Mate, home and away this year is... Not what you think it is. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and it's how that plays. But I mean, when you talk about the important, when we when we're talking about the importance of the top four, I'm not talking about it in terms of like home and away. Like to be honest, it's more just having that life. Do you know what I mean? The the home and away, even in a final. I mean, who cares really? You can get yourself up for a trip down to Melbourne or whatever one week. There'll be you no know? tripping though, will there? Yeah, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. A normal rounds, like I, I think the home and away things a little bit different. And I, there's an argument that even 
maybe it's a bit not for professionals, but you know, getting on a plane or going getting in a bus or a plane or whatever, getting your team together sort of gets you in the mindset for a yeah, big game almost. Definitely. Are the Storm getting enough credit for the fact that they've like the I mean, I just forgot all about the fact that they're playing on the sunny coast. Well they're living there, right? So they're they're doing a you know, not as big, but pretty close to the Warriors. Exactly, but no one's sort of bringing that up. But that's a good point. Like, yeah, they're doing. There's no whinging or moaning from the Victorian media. Um, it's a good point. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't mind spending Sunny Coast up in the July, August, and Melbourne weather. So maybe they got that going for them. How much of Jerome Hughes's um, acceleration as a as a really really good player? in the last 12 to 15 months is him coming of age or Craig Bellamy and the system of the storm? Well, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, it's, so, uh, so give, give how much percentage is his own ability and how much is just him being in that storm system? Uh, 60% his own ability, 40 the storm system. How good is he going? He's good. He's really good. But I've, I've always liked him. I've always liked him ever since he was wearing number one. And remember, they've got he's uh, was at the start of last year. Yeah, start of last year, two thousand nineteen. They were playing around with um, the Riley Jacks Brody Croft combination, and mm-hmm. everyone was sort of saying that was their long term. And then they got Munster in there. It was a Munster or either Croft or Jacks. He's usurped both of them, and I think. And Bellamy made the call. I think it was early, um, like well, round Ma- 10 Magic last round year. last year was. They Pappenhausen came on off the bench and, and had that game, and they just said he has to play fullback, and we can't not have Jerome Hughes in the starting side, so he's going to have to play halfback. <clears throat> yeah, Brody Croft got, I mean... Brody Croft got um, Wally Pipped. Yes, and now he's down in Brisbane. Like, again, I don't think Brody Croft is as bad as some people Ooh, like. Oh, he missed some fucking bad tackles last night. <laughs> Um, he looked like he was going to cry again. The Raiders, I want to quickly just jump onto them. And we just mentioned the Storm um, and the uh, Roosters. Bench. For me, if the Raiders play the Panthers in a knockout semi-final, Raiders will take them. You reckon? They've got too much fucking mongrel. They've got too much. They've got too much size and hardness and that loss last year in the grand final oh, keep your eyes on the Raiders they are coming doesn't they are coming just give them another level of attack he, another gun off the bench they've got a real issue on their hand they've got so many good back rowers so when they come to naming their team and this is probably what I'd do I'd almost think about playing John Bateman in the centres so you don't have to play Curtis Scott. Yeah. yeah. John, John Bateman was carving up last night. Oh, no. He and just... apparently he just said to Curtis Scott, just follow me, mate. And he's looked a lot better since Bateman's come back, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah he has. I mean, fuck. I, I love the John Bateman story. And, yeah, good football. I think the Raiders, yep, they're a chance. I just don't think they're as chance as those previous three I mentioned, the Panthers, Storm and Roosters, then it would be a bit of that bit of ground to the Raiders. Hang on, come back to the Raiders. What, why don't you think that? Like, what, what's missing from the Raiders right now that they've had some awful injury luck. They are 9-5. and five. They've got the same record as the Roosters. They're now playing back at GIO. So remember, they weren't playing at GIO for a while. They've got a good run home. They've got people fit. They're going to get back Hornsborough soon, Gruyere, Soliola down the back half of this season. They've brought in Corey Harawera-Naira, Tapanay's back, Ryan Sutton, and Clay Young. Is it, no, Hudson Young. Hudson Young. I don't like him. Um, fuck, he actually, I, I thought at one stage last night he was going to, he's got dirt in his game, eh? Oh, shit, yeah. And he just, he's I mean, a bit he's of a baby done... assassin. Yeah, he's a real sort of grubby little player. But yeah, look, I'm, I'm not saying Raiders can't do it. I just think like the Panthers have to be a, a, a bit of a head in front of them because just the way they just I know destroyed them last week. And I know it's a full strength Panthers team and all that, but geez, they are yeah, 
they're good. They're just uh, one of the one of the better oh, the, the best Panthers team I've seen, and that's including those premiership winning ones. Wow. So for me, there's there's only five teams that can win the comp. I, I unfortunately yep. Manly, unless Trebojevic comes back, and they finish. Well, you know, Manly have just blown Knights off the. Chai! Don't ruin it for me. Okay. Do not. Because I was no doubt about it. I'm going to get my pick out of the way, Manly. What? Manly. Manly, okay, yeah. Manly, Manly today, okay? Just don't so fucking ruin it for me. Okay, but what about Dogs Knights? Uh, no, dogs uh, Tigers. Tigers by 30. Yeah. Wow. Fairest man on the planet just carves up. Um, now, I'm going to, I'm going to, five teams can win it. And then the only wild card outside of the five Sharkies. is if Manly get Turbo back with four rounds to go, finish hot, and you know finish maybe sixth or something, really wet sail based. Yeah, yeah. Because I still felt they had premiership credentials when they were fit, healthy. But we've talked about. I think you have to do a turbo tax from now on when you when you're ranking Manly at the start of the season. Turbo's going to miss yeah. six to ten games, and it's just something. So. You're you're in your five of the eels. Yeah, they yeah. can't win it. So I've you got just four. Said five would win it. Well, I said only the top five. So I kind of yeah. I don't think the eels can win, but I think maybe. But you're almost at this stage. You, if you had, you're actually thinking the eagles have got more chance than the eels. No, there's a lot of waters for the eagles, and, and I don't want to disrespect the eels too much because they've been winning close games. Anyway, I think this season now is all about peaking and holding yourself back at the right time. And I think what Trent Robinson's doing, and that's more deliberate, and what the Raiders have done by probably more injury, I'd like like, like a lot more to be on the Raiders 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 trajectory building late than had already have run my race like the Eels and Panthers. Storm, you've got a discount because they just do this every year. But from a momentum perspective, I like where the Roosters and Raiders are coming from. Yeah, yeah, agree, agree. But, I mean, even if the Panthers don't even go up another gear from what they're doing at the moment, they'll be very tough to beat. Um, I mean, the Panthers are playing footy that it's just any person can sit back and watch a Panthers game at the moment. And I mean, I love watching the Panthers. I love a lot of their players. They're young. Um They've got flavour. They've still got people to come back. Um, pretty regrettable sort of incident happened on Friday night. I don't want to go into that too deep. Um, our team, Warriors, admirable. Ticker, isn't yep. it? I mean, it's probably one of the best I've felt after a loss for a while. I mean, I was kind of catching myself a couple of times on Friday because I was in a good mood. After a Warriors game, I was like, hang on a minute, we lost. Like, I had no no one, even the most optimistic Warriors fans were thinking, you know, probably a loss. But I did think close loss. But, you know, we've got 10 guys that probably would slot into our team. And we're competing with the, the form team of the comp. And I don't want to drag it up again and again and again. But that only, for me, shows how good Todd Payton is. And what a huge coup he would be if your club gets him as the head coach. And the Cowboys, I heard that they are looking at John Cartwright in the box seat. Are you fucking serious? I don't mind John Cartwright, oh, but I mean, fuck Jack. But I agree. If you if you take Todd Payton instead, I'd definitely take him by the what he's shown, what he's got the boys to do, and his attitude. John Cartwright hasn't even been mentioned in any of these jobs. Not one time have I heard John Cartwright's name pop up. Yeah, and I just assumed that was because he didn't want the jobs. No, I just assumed because he wasn't wanted. Okay, well, I had yeah, a different assumption. And now he's being thrown. Because why isn't, why isn't uh, kind of Jack Gibson being thrown? Why is Tim Sheens not being thrown up? Is Tim Sheens because he doesn't want it? Or Tim no Sheens one got them? thrown up for the Warriors. Did he? Yep. <laughs> what is Tim Sheens up? Is he still at Salford? I don't know. No, he, he, I think he's backed away from that. Um. Another listener question. Top centre in the game. You've got your top five. I want you to talk me through them. So I've got I've named my top five, and I want to put a disclaimer on that, that there's probably a couple of players that 
are not playing center at the moment, um, but would make my top five. Mm-hmm. And that would be like Latrell Mitchell and Tom Turbovich. If, if they no, were just t- we're not, we're, Tom, Tom's not a not a center. If you don't play no. center for your club, okay. Like if yeah, you only play center saying, at rep pick, level, I would pick. I would pick Tom Turbo in the centers for Australia, for instance. If, yeah, but I think that Australia is hard because you always um, mix around to get your best players in the park. I'm not. I'm not accepting Tom because he probably right. would be the number one. I mean, I'm not, and so I'm not. But I'm not. I'm not putting Latrell Mitchell in either. I think you can put Trell in because. He's oh, played his on. whole centre. Hang on, hear me out. He's played his whole life as a centre. He's only playing fullback this year, whereas Tom Trebojevic only ever plays centre at rep level. Yeah, okay, right. Well, I'm not putting Latrell in, so he's out of the and would he and he would make it if he was eligible. But I don't yeah, know this one. So no, my number one centre in the game right now at this moment is Joseph Manu, mm-hmm. despite he had a poor game the other night, but. And the Roosters aren't really giving him the type of ball he wants to do. But he's just playing well within himself. Number two is Stephen Crichton. Mm. Number three is Katoni Staggs. Mm. Number four is Michael Jennings. And number five is Peter Hickey. Oof. And honourable mentions for uh, Moses Suli and Tau Tau Moga. Tau Tau um, Moga! <laughs> but as you said, <laughs> underrated. Not, not, not that he's six and seven. Oh, you just you just have to do that. You have to throw a shock shot. I'm not saying he's six. It's just a, I like mention. I just want to mention him. Well, good on you. I mean, if he'd never got injured, we'd be talking him up with, you know, yeah, the Israel Falaus. But in saying that, like, yeah, I mean, players go in and out. Like Michael Jennings is fourth in my book at the moment. But are we so, talking and, form? We're talking form centers. Yeah, form centers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not necessarily pick them for for Australia. Do you know what I mean? Well, what about Josh Morris? Uh, <sighs> Fuck it. No. no, you've you've had your chance. You missed him. Oversight. No, no, you wouldn't make him top five. Now, it's a weak position. Probably the weakest position in the NRL, I'd say. Without a doubt, in fact. And you don't have those glorious, like, you know, Jamie R- Lyon, Mark Gaznier's, like, Prince R- Pure, you know, Matt Cooper, real prince yeah. of centres, that Wagner, like, we, we, there was a time when the centre was, you know, the sexiest position, and there was great centres everywhere. It's not that time right now, and but there's a lot of emerging centres. So I'm going to remove Trowell for your reason, because he's not playing centre at the moment. Where was he on your list? Are you going to tell me? Two. Wow, okay. Um, And even my number one, I have a lot of... I think my number one is only playing 70% of his ability and he drifts in and out of games. And that is Joseph Manu. And I think that he is capable of going to another level. He does drift a little bit for my liking. Um, But he is... He has arguably the, been the best centre of the last two to three years. Even when Trell was at the Roosters, I, I did think that Manu was, was outplaying him a number of different weeks. I've got Jay Mons second in form. Stephen Crichton wow. three, but could easily be two. But his defence, he's, he's made some big-time defensive yeah. lapses. Cool. Jennings four, um, been phenomenal this season. Just he's just a different guy than he has been. He was the Eels were trying to give him away last year. Were they? Yeah, it went, he was stuck and went with the field at the start of the season. They were trying to give him away. He was too. Um, now, normally, I think if he was playing, I'd have the baddest man on the planet, Joey Lelua, but I've got Katoni Staggs just because. Um, and he's only just come back, but he just looks. Is it his position? Is, is Katoni Staggs his position center? I feel like he's a bit of a utility. No, I think I'd want to stick him at centre and stay there. He's he's pretty bloody good. Um, just you know, dynamic. I had a thought, and I was like, remember like four or five years ago when Fergo was a centre, how unbelievably dynamic he was for the Raiders um, yeah. and Gats. then Roosters. And then he just had to go out to the wing for the Roosters. 
because they just had yeah. so many players. But I, I think the time maybe now, I'm not sure what his speed's like. The, the ball doesn't go to Fergo anymore, does it? He just gets no a lot ball. of that. A lot of that's because of Waka Blake. He can't pass. No. Speaking yep. of can't pass, Ewan Aitken, he's not in the top five. He's not in the top 10. He's probably not in the top 15. The Warriors' greatest strengths are their wingers, and he's going to be inside. Hopefully he doesn't. Nice that you named Hiku there because he, he's actually, his attack is unbelievably good, but his defense, again, yeah. his defensive lapses are poor. But people don't, people yeah, tend to focus know. on Hiku's negatives, don't they, a lot? They do focus. Oh, they do focus. Look, he's he's always been a favorite for mine, and I've controversially, no, I don't know if it's controversial, but I think he's a better player than Fade. So if I had a, this if there was a Kiwis cool. test tomorrow with Fade and Hiku up, I think the 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 easy pick is to take Fade. It's not. Hiku's been getting picked ahead of him for the last three years. Uh, but that's you don't know about surgery because the Panthers True. are against Kiwi League quite a bit. Then they're always getting Fade surgery. But I mean, I don't know. Does Fade? How does does Fade get his, get himself back into the team? No. Nah. Just a good, good, solid club player these so days. It's um, Crichton and uh, Nathan's on the wing. So who, who's the other Panther centre? It's um, it's Fade, but he's injured at the moment. So who's the other centre? Nathan. No, Nathan's on the wing. Fuck, who is it? Um, oh God, Kikau side as well. Oh my God, come on. Tyrone May. That's it. That's who played there. Tyrone May. Horrible, horrible player. Not a bad bad half. Um, All right. We're going to burn through a few um, through sort of things before we get into the predictions. Obviously, we've both. I've picked Manly. You picked Newcastle. Um, Read Marnie's headgear. What's that? Read Marnie's headgear. Oh, yeah. So. I've got a real issue with white headgear. Now, mm. this could probably into Jared Croker as well. Touched it. But, Touched his headgear. Yeah, exactly. That's right. You talked about it last week. But when we've got this um, uh, this captain's challenge, when a white headgear goes in to make a tackle and is very close to the ball, we're going to have a very poor call made by the bunker because they're going to get the headgear and ball mixed up, and they're not going to quite see if the hands touch the headgear or the ball. So I think the first thing they've got to do is ban white get headgear. Like, out. No, no, we do. It's fucking. If this is going to be like the. Uh, this is going to be like the the fake crowd or the virtual crowd thing. We like, laughed out of town, but then it's come no, through. No, you do. I loved it. Okay, a few listeners laughed me out of town, but in a couple of years we're going to have a howler. Because the ball and some guy's white headgear is going to get mixed what are you, up. Obviously. Are you making like some sort of clapping noise or something? No, I'm, I'm just hitting the table with passion. All right. Well, that's not going to be great for the listeners here. But why can't Reed Marnie wear a blue or yellow headgear? I reckon the Eels are doing it on purpose. Mate, everyone wears white headgear. It's like white boots revolution. But you can ban white headgear. And like and maybe we've... Boots are. But if the head isn't a a set of if the head touches the ball in any in in any real situation, it's not it's not a bad thing anyway. It's not hands. Okay, so what if I design a headgear that looks exactly like a steel? We're on a slippery slope here. No, but I'm I'm just okay. Well, it's a good question actually. What when they do those? uh, They go check the bunker for those corner tries. Mm -hmm. What? Would it be better having a so it's generally white boots? It doesn't really matter. You can still tell. But if it was green boot, if you had a real green grass boot, that'd be quite hard. That would actually be wingers should be wearing boots that look exactly like the grass. Good call. Now the, that that's a that's that's good. This headgear rubbish from Reed Money. You should have been thinking hard about that question. It should have been wingers wearing green boots or no, wingers. Wingers wearing white gloves, so that looks like the ball has his hand hasn't hit the touch. Actually, no, that would be green gloves. No, no. you need green gloves as well. Green so, gloves, but, and not green. Actually, like grass. Draw a grass pattern on them. Yeah. See, there, there you go. Well, 
that's where you need to be. Get rid of the headgear one and move into the grass boots. Um, what? Okay. Yesterday, twelve all sharks, titans, rotten game, terrible game, and then the Proctor incident happens. You remember it was a bad game before the yeah, incident, mate. It was just okay. two really teams playing really averagely. It was entertaining, but it was is not not high standard. There was nothing, and I was talking to my, my neighbour this morning again, big league man, talking right. about the Raiders. He said there's yeah. nothing in it. Now I, I opened up the question saying, "Did you see it?" And he goes, "There's nothing in that." And I said, "Sure." Like when you have when you have an arm around your face, often almost like a reaction is for you to open your mouth. So because you can probably yeah, not yeah, quite yeah. breathe with your mouth guard and stuff, and almost. Always you're going, Oi, fuck off. Yeah, okay, yeah, so your yeah, mouth's yeah. open. There was yeah. nothing in there. Now, I didn't see the zoomed in camera at the time around Sean, because Sean Johnson didn't make a complaint, did he? He kind of almost like going, Oh, fuck. You could almost see his head ticking around, eh? He, he didn't want a bar of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, once the ref sort of started listening to him, um, yeah, it was. Look, it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a, just a really unfortunate situation. It really is because now it's all over the media and all that sort of stuff. The NRL's now going to have to give them something, right? They're going to have to. Just otherwise, you know, the mums and dads will get on the twitters and the TikToks going, "Oh, I'm not letting my kid play league because they let biting happen." Far out, like. And I know Ozdog, one of the biggest. Uh, what would you call him, Clive Palmer listeners of us, he will be going, lock him up, he's bit, but no, mate. No, I don't think, I don't think, I think, he, I think everyone who's seen that so far, for me, has said there's nothing in it. Mm, I read, and I know this is a dangerous episode, but I read a bit on the internet today, and there's a lot of people having a go at Proctor. Hmm. More than 50%. It's, it's the old classic, that's not his go defence, which used to but happen. Which used well, he to ha- played 250 first grade games, right? I, I like, know, mate. And, yeah. and I'm saying that's not his go. But then I used to also love people come out to Josh Reynolds and go, oh, look, that's not his go. And it's like the fourth time in a row you got done for tripping. <laughs> It'd be good stats, though. It I'm is his go. If you yeah, do something, it is his go. I'm talking about a head high, right? And, and yeah, doing yeah. something stupid. I just don't think he bit him. No, me neither. But how often, what percentage of games would, uh, like, you know, we've got the Jack Hedrington's right, which there should be a stat. Percentage of games for uh, set down on suspension, and like Jack Hedrington's is about 120, 150%, right? Mm. But a normal prop first grader played 300 games, I reckon you'd, your props, you're probably going to be accepting between 5 and 10%. Jared Warrior Hargrave's probably at 15, 25, so it's too high, but is he dynamic enough for the games he plays to sort of pay that? Do you know what I mean? Whereas a winger, they should be, you know, 0.5 to 1.5%. Do you know what I mean? That should be a stat that's brought in. Was there ever a real dirty winger that missed a lot of time? Uh, a centre winger? I want to say, and it, and it could be completely wrong, but Jamie Ainsco just comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. He was quite brutal type thing. I mean you mean Jorge or someone like that that hits hard. But he's a gentleman. Yeah, he's a gentleman. I know. But if they get it wrong, um well Billy Slater's a grub fullback. Billy Slater, good call. Good call. Uh, and he would have had a high percentage. Fuck that. Oh Joey Leilua. He's staring us right in the face. <laughs> he's a centre, but yeah. Centre wing I mean, do- started off as a wing. Yeah, quote. So, I mean, I just want, I think RL Project, if you're listening, um, Andrew Ferguson, that wouldn't be a bad stat to bring in, you know? You'd have some, you know, you know, American sports are very good at weird stats like that. Mm. Um, I reckon it'd be quite good and interesting reading. And I actually, while I'm on, I want anyone that is listening that really likes rugby league, um, which Hopefully is probably only about 20% of our listenership, um, if you want some proper uh, rugby league journalism, I would recommend Jack Snape of ABC. He uses stats really well. I mean, his conclusions are pretty simple in that you probably get the conclusion without looking at all the numbers, but there's still very good writing anyway. And I think 
you should try and read him and stop giving the hits to like Buzz and all the other mob. Andrew Webster's okay, but again, he's not. Andrew Webster doesn't get into the detail of the on-field stuff, but Jack Snape does. So I want to give a shout out to Jack Snape. Yeah, nice. There's a guy like Jason Oliver too, who writes really good blogs now, breaks down the league each week um, on a weekly basis, writes yeah, for yeah. Um, League Live, and then he actually does his own stuff too. Oh, yeah? oh um, that's where I've seen Jack, uh, his name. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. He's actually a Warriors supporter, but he's more of a rugby league lover. So yeah. who's and just a listener of the show, I think. Okay, he's he's Shout a out. big fan. He, he talks a lot of stuff. Yeah. The current state of the Queensland teams is it concerning for the NRL? Um, no, I don't think. Like, look, it's one season. Uh, a swallow doesn't make a summer, as they two, say. I mean, two it, seasons. It, what's that? Two seasons. Uh, two seasons you'd start to get concerned a bit, but I think... What did you call last season then for the Cowboys, the Titans and the Broncos? The Broncos lost 50-0 in a fucking semi. Yeah, but they made the semis, right? <laughs> like, it, it kept the Queensland League fraternity in on their seats till the semis. So, yeah. look, I'm not... I don't know who brought that question. I'm not too worried. I think... The other thing is when you say... No, hang on. Uh, I am worried because it looks bleak. No, but then one. So this is the other thing. When people, people want say out. This, they they forget about the fourth Queensland team and how well they're going. The Storm. So I and, and a lot of spare Queenslanders do support the Storm. So look, I'm seeing good signs at the Titans. Um, no, 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 mate. Stop you right now. Now I, I've heard this rubbish all week and about how the Titans are going to lock up Holbrook. Okay, I have had a fucking enough. The, the, the Titans are shit. This year they've won four games. Do you know who they've beaten? Warriors. They've beaten. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Tigers. you right now. I'm going to tell you who they've beaten. Warriors, Tigers. Have they even won four? Hang on. Sure. They've won four yeah. and they've lost eight. Sorry, they've won four, lost ten. Now, their games. I'm going to go right back to the start. Round one. They have beaten the Tigers, Warriors, the Broncos, the oh, Warriors, and the Cowboys. And they are yeah, thinking but... about signing up Justin Holbrook for a long-term deal. Now, he might be okay. But anyone that's saying that the Titans are improving is just fucked. They are 4-10. They are shit. They have been shit for seven years. They are the same I'm, team every year. They always I'm have a seeing... bit of frisk in them. Yeah, okay. We'll and you know what? Think... Next year, for Feeder and um, Tino, they, they, won't, they won't make much of a difference at all. It's a good you sign. See, okay. And it's a, it's a good sign. But until, like, if, if Ash Taylor was on 50 grand a year, he wouldn't have played a first grade game for two years. The only reason why he's playing is he's on a million bucks. People were worried about his welfare, and he was talked up so much. Fogarty's a good player. Yeah, yeah. So, look, I, I, I'm I, seeing some things in the last month that gives me good signs of Holbrook. I don't know. Look, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you, but maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm, I'm mad for keep saying this every year. And the Cowboys, 3-11. With Brown Jesus. Oh. Admittedly, they've had they haven't had the chance. Now they haven't had the chance to have Morgan, Drinkwater, Holmes, and who's that young hooker? Reese Robson? Uh Reese Robson, yeah. That's all on the field. If you put that spine with uh, Brown Jesus for the whole season at that new stadium, they're the they're the one. People can go on yeah. about other Titans. The, the Cowboys will finish ahead of the Titans next year. Yep. Yep, agree. But, I mean, the, and that's the thing. Like, Cowboys and Broncos are big enough clubs with enough money that and culture that they could turn it around in one year. Mm. You know, it's, and the Titans aren't. They, it's sort of like a, the Queen Mary going in reserve, in reserve, uh, reverse, right? It's going to take a, while, a big, long time to turn it back around. Um, Fascin- look, fascinating. Fascinating. 
Well, I mean, what's going to take? Well, are people worried about people are going to go to other sports? Because I mean, I doubt Union or VFL is doing any better up there. No, it, I think league is just too Queensland. I don't think that this is always a curious thing. Is if if Queensland teams do shit, then parents don't get their kids into league. It's just rubbish, eh? And you know what? If anything, if like if Kiwi, and this is what I used to think as a kid, right? When the Kiwis lost the night before. Mm. I would go down to the park and kick 20 more goal, kicks at goal <laughs> because I knew we'd lost and I knew we had to work harder to beat the kangaroos. Brilliant. So I reckon if you're a good parent and you see your team lose, you should train your kid harder. I think I think maybe the temptation is if the Broncos are losing by 20 every week, a parent isn't going to take their kid to the game or show yeah, it to maybe. them on TV. But, yeah, and then the kid doesn't. Yeah. And the kid starts, you know, walking on the wrong side of tracks and hanging out with the wrong kind of people, your AFL kind of people, your handball yeah. kind of people. Um, yeah. Wrestling. 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 Um, <laughs> so. But yeah, look, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure who sent that question or why they are worried. I mean, look, New South Wales lost 10 in a row or whatever. Leagues exactly. going right up there. Exactly. Like it but it's more club-based. You... People like their clubs. So the exactly. dogs... But let's be honest, it, that, those kids are still going to... No matter even they didn't go to... They will be mad for it come November state football time. They'll be wearing... The classrooms will have maroon streamers. You know it. Yeah. So next week, the Broncos have got the Dragons at Suncorp. And Dean Young's going to be coaching from the Dragons. Can they win that? Just... Can the Broncos win it? Yeah. Uh, no. Then they've got the Roosters at the SCG. Wow. 50. Then they've got the Panthers at Suncorp. That'll be, that'll be the Friday night game, won't it? Uh, yep. Panthers at Suncorp on a Thursday night. Yep. It's then they've got... Ooh, they can get out it. I'm just looking at the wooden spoon charts. Then they've got the Titans, Eels... Cowboys. There's a chance that they could finish, you know, two wins out of the last four. Now, the Dogs, who were many people's choice for the wooden spoon at the start of the year, not mine, they have got Tigers today, then the Warriors, then the Raiders, then the Titans, then Manly, then South, then Penrith. <whistles> two wins in there, you'd probably hope. Yep. Is, is Luke, Luke Lachlan Lewis playing today? You'd like to think so. Like they, no, they've dropped off the Cogger. Like, they just need to Have stick. they? Yeah. What's Cogger going to do? Like, oh. seriously. Do you know what's sickening? Is that they've still got Marcelo Montoya on a wing and Kieran Holland at centre. I mean, the dogs, oh. and I've, I've got some dogs fans that I love. You deserve everything that you get. If you're putting Marcelo Montoya on a wing. DWZ dropped. Yeah, and I... Yeah, I mean, you're one of DWZ's biggest detractors these days, but he's better than Marcelo Montoya. No shit. Doesn't I mean, have, DWZ... Like, Marcelo Montoya's the worst this... player in the comp. Uh, well, Ozdog reckons it's Brody Croft. But, um... Yeah. I, I, see, bro, I... I see your Brody Croft, and I raise you a Marcelo Montoya. Oh, Daniel Alvaro would be up there too. Fucking hell! But anyway, there's some. I did a poll. I did a poll on Twitter. Who's faster, Daniel Alvaro or Blocker Roach? And it was a hundred percent of people came back saying Blocker Roach. He, I mean, I'm not sure because Alvaro's got a cushy job set up for him after after our league. So I don't think Does he's he? really. Yeah, for some construction company. I was talking to some guy the other day. Mm. Um, so I just don't know. Is it mine, did it? I don't know. Why, why does he just give it up? Like, what's the league anymore? At, at mid last year, people were talking about him for origin. They were. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> they were. I want you to find a link and say that were. to me because that's ridiculous. They were. They bloody were. Anyway. um Alvaro. Yep. Jeez. Yep. Okay, so I've got Manly 
Tigers, you've got Newcastle Tigers, is that right? Manly, I've got Manly. Don't do it. Tigers, yeah, Manly Tigers, yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm watching that Knights Eagles game at the moment, actually. Yeah, I could tell you weren't quite with me for. I would say no, most. I would say most of the show. Focus. You know the score? Eight minutes out to half time. Yeah, get me with. Get me. In. Sorry, five all. Twelve all. Twelve all. Eagles ran out to twelve nil after six minutes. I, I I said to my neighbour this morning. He's like, "Oh, it's a good game," and I said, "There is just this is Des Hasler to a T. This is he has to win this because it's a must win, Manly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is and this I, is I a they, guaranteed Manly win. Yeah, and to be honest, they start off really well, and then they're falling apart with Suley's just hands like feet type shit. Oof. But yeah. that's what you get with Suli, right? Suli, I you know exactly what you're getting. That I think the fact with Suli is if they're down a couple of strike weapons like Turbo and even Walker to some degree, and the more of the pressure goes on Suli, that's when he doesn't go well. But when there's no pressure on Suli and he is, you know, a guy Just that can create some stuff yeah. off the back of other people, he's phenomenal. He's not a lead singer. Nah, he's a um, he's a backup singer or a keyboardist. It does it really well when you when you're in when you're on the beat. <clears throat> yeah, I'd still love to see him trim down, but maybe maybe he doesn't need to. Nah, that's not silly to me. I don't I don't want no. silly to be skinny. Just real quick before we go, Talakai. Has have anyone has more of a renaissance in the game, like a recreation of himself from a front rower in South Sydney to the second coming of Conrad Hurrell? <laughs> <laughs> he's going great guns. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's running outside the, the Daly yeah. M, so don't blame him. I'd, be, I'd love to ask that question to Ben Hayden, our UAE listener. Um, he'd come up with a few classic examples, I reckon, of, people, of players that have reinvented themselves. Like, There's been a few around. Yeah, I always thought the guy that used to chase Blair, he did a good job, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I loved how Chase Blair went for the long sleeve jersey as a way of distinguishing himself from just other players. Uh, it wasn't the long sleeve; it was three quarter, wasn't it? Like no, the, he, went oh, no. he went long. Oh yeah, okay. Because the three quarter was fashionable in the late eighties. Was it what? Because all the yeah. league jerseys that you like, you know, when your mum and dad went to Australia, bought you back a jersey. Right? Did you... you see that photo I posted last night? Yeah, my mum sent that eighty nine. Uh, what well, must have been 1990 Balmain Tigers jersey Brilliant. over, yeah. which is quite good. Seeing that I used to wear that as a seven-year-old down to footy training, it's and nice. I hope my, my boy can. Nice, very nice. Anyway, we've um, we want to get back to the second half here. Go Manly, and good luck to Tigers and the Dogs. Yeah. You've got to love your I'll league. Love If he leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me.